What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Two Creatives Podcast. We are two creatives and we have a podcast together. I am joined by my handsome co-host, Re Galata. Re, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've been here on the podcast, chatting it up, being it's dumb. Been, it's been like two weeks, but it has. it's been it a has. long two weeks. I missed you. I know. I know. Well, I mean, we took a little break. We need a little break. I think, uh, I don't know. I think we're, we're coming back on the, on the little, the, the home stretch of yeah. the podcast season one. And uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's gonna be really you good. You had a lot going on with your agency. I did. And um, I had a, I had a big week last week. So yep. Uh, yep. Just been grinding on the job search, you know, doing our thing, but what's important is we're back. This is true. We're back. Powerful as ever. Ready to, ready to ready, chat it up. Ready to in, take in the world. Audio setting. Yeah. So, um, Rick. Yes. What has been going on with you, my friend? Like I need, I need one tangible thing. I need you to hit me with it and I'm going to respond. What's been going one on? One tangible thing. One tangible thing that I've been going. Yeah. Let me think yeah. about this. Um, did you get uh, did you get a latte this week? That's something tangible. Did you get a contract with a company for your agency? I did. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We're getting, the agency is getting its first uh, check in the mail. Um, tomorrow and the next day, which is great. We're now a legal LLC, uh, which is awesome. We signed a lease for an office space in Portsmouth. Yes. So it's, it's actually, it's been a big week. It's been a big week. Yeah. It's been a big two weeks. Sounds like it's been a huge two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting, I mean, the kid's getting paid out, right? I hey, mean, unbelievable. We're, getting paid. we're getting paid. That's good. Rob, what has been going on with you though? What, what you've been up to? So hanging. With me, um, so on top of this podcast, in which I love so much, I, um, I'm now, I'm full-time on Two Dudes, One Dad podcast. They're super cool. Met them Robbie's through... the one dad of that podcast, by the way. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the one dad. I'm the youngest one, but I am the resident dad. It was just Two Dudes podcast before they brought me in. I'm one dad. But no, I've been um, doing a bunch of content creation with them, and it'll be nice to see both of these grow. I think we're going to use each other to propel, you know? I love it. I love it. That's exciting stuff. That's exciting stuff. You're going to learn from there and you're going to bring it here. And I'm yeah. excited about that. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm going to take in some wise information from the over 30 guys that I do that podcast with. I'm yep. going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back to the youth. Hell yeah. That's what we need. That's what we need. As you know, I'm single. Yep. And the, for the people this. listening, for the people listening, I'm single. <laughs> uh, we have both been, I would say, dating app connoisseurs if you will yes maybe yeah <laughs> yes yes One specifically i don't know can we call ourselves connoisseurs if we haven't if we haven't trudged our feet in in every dirty dating oh, app okay, on the yeah, scene? Yeah. like we haven't haven't been on a like farmers only <laughs> yeah i haven't <laughs> been able to make my way on christian's mingle yet they won't let me in yeah or uh, um, uh plenty of i would fish. say we're we're, we're tinder connoisseurs I never was yeah. a Bumble guy. I wasn't like Hinge is like too new. I, I don't I don't think I was on dating apps when Hinge like started popping off. Yeah. I don't I know. Maybe think, you can speak more on that. Well, the demographic for Hinge right now is is tough. I mean, you're you're really sifted. Like, you are trudging through mud to find someone who's, you know, sure. Who, who but it hasn't uh, hit mainstream. Yeah. So you know, but we're talking if we're talking Tinder, we know all about it. Yeah. But recently, you know, just because of, like I said, we both graduated, you know, you're not going to meet as many people. We're in the middle of a pandemic. 
the tin the kid has been swiping on tinder like an animal yeah but i'm not it's it's tinder doesn't produce no tinder doesn't produce and i think this is a really good point because we're gonna we're gonna talk about why dating apps are probably the worst the worst and they're worse right now yeah they're the worst right now in terms of like availability of people and they're the worst for yourself oh dude the ego has never taken (laughs) quite a hit it's never taken that large of a hit uh we've had stages where like me and you will be like all right like we're re-downloading tinder um we're starting it fresh and matches will be flooding in right yeah and then we will both come together like two weeks later and be like, I don't, I don't know why we downloaded this even in the first place. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, when the pandemic first hit, Robbie and I were deep in the, uh, in the Tinder game. I and mean, we were deep in the Tinder game, deep in the DMs. <laughs> the DM game is where we live. We can call ourselves connoisseurs in one thing and it's DMs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're um, going to talk why dating apps are the worst, but we could talk about why we're the best at DMing. Because... <laughs> because yeah, this is going to be a dual topic type of thing yeah because because once we get so um overwhelmed by how much we hate dating apps we can always just hopscotch back on over to how much we love dms oh fuck, i love dms <laughs> i love DMs. love dms dude fucking adore them actually yeah and honestly that's that's one thing that's why i wish this pandemic didn't exist because i don't feel like i'm at dm full strength you know, if there was one reason to wish that this pandemic wasn't a thing, <laughs> it's the fact that my my like my Tinder game's just not as strong during the DMC mm. during the pandemic season. You know, let's talk about that, Ray. What's you up? know that you know this to be true. I have zero Tinder game. Yeah, but I get it. I get it done in person, and that's why dating apps are the worst too. Because I sling negative buns on tinder <laughs> negative the line cooking mcdonald's is swinging more buns than robbie <laughs> on tinder um no i do know this to be true i do know that uh robbie's known to uh without gassing them up you know sling some buns in uh in person um however i know that the kid just doesn't have doesn't have it for some reason on tinder i don't know what it is and oh, it's God. like and I think that's why we think dating apps are the worst because for two reasons. One, we carefully pick which photos we're using, right? And we're thinking we're, we're going from a girl's perspective. We're like, okay, if they see me, right? And they see, you know, me with a dog, you know, and they see, they see a family pic, you know, I'm they a family guy, right? She's got to swipe right. But then you got like, Corey or kyle who's he's just holding up a fish just absolutely shredded and then him just funneling a beer and that's the guy who's going to get it on tinder all day dude all day and that's the thing is i can only speak on tinder because i wasn't on bumble i wasn't on on hinge but what is it dude i like or uh, or when or when when you're with your friends and you see a girl on Tinder and you're like, whoa, like, Hey, yo, everyone like check everyone check out this girl that that's on my phone right now. You go through all of her pics and then all of you are like surrounded by your phone, like waiting for the, you you swipe, right. Yeah. And then just no match. <laughs> exactly. That that's, that's a tough one. And or, you, or you do that, you get the match and mm-hmm. you're like, 
Oh, fucking right, dude. But like, you've got to, like, guys have to send the first message for some reason. Chicks just don't do it. So it's like, then you get your hopes up, send her a message, no response. It doesn't matter how perfectly crafted that first message is. You're not getting a fucking response. No. And we will run that first message off of each other as friends that are guys and say, yo, is, is this good? And then someone would be like, yeah, instead of using the, you should use like our or something crazy. Yeah. Right. And we put so much time into it, sends it, no response. But my question to you is we're DM guys, right? We know this. Huge. I think everyone knows that we're DM guys at this point. My sister called me today to tell it, to talk to me about that bit last episode that we're talking about DMs. She said it was I hilarious. I love them. Anyway, so my question would be to you, say that you match with a girl. Would you rather hit them up on Tinder or not match with a chick, not even swipe right on her yet, see her Insta name in her bio and then go over to Insta and DM her? So without, no, without, without knowing whether or not you matched with her, that's a stump. No, I would rather, I would, I, no, I would take it to, I would take it to, to Insta only if there's like some, some amount of mutual connections. Like I'm not going to go from, to fucking Taylor from bumfuck Maine and like, <laughs> who doesn't have any mutual connections and follow her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, sorry, if you, so uh, if you're listening and you're Taylor from bumfuck Maine, sorry, uh, Taylor. yeah, sorry, but we, if we knew you, we might be into you. We just don't have maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I think it? that's probably the play. That's that's where I found the most success. I also have found the most success in um, like the 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 messages that I put the most amount of thought into are never the messages that actually get any responses. It's always the right. ones where I'm like, fuck it, like I'm fucking pissed. You know, fucking yeah, Sarah yeah. from Massachusetts didn't didn't you know Sarah from Massachusetts respond to me. Fuck that girl, dude. Yeah, so it's like. I'll, it's always the ones where I'm like almost not not like a dick like not like that right. but it's like the shorter messages that like don't really warrant a response are always the ones I get them yeah always. like uh she goes oh my god hi like I really like your style and you just go bet and she's like oh yeah, I love them stupid like, shit oh, like that bro. it's some stupid shit like that that I'm like why the fuck why is this what you converted to the highest of levels hey thanks man <laughs> I just, you know I, it is what it is and that was one of those things that I sent a fucking, I was, <laughs> I'm going oh, no. to expose myself here, but what's good for the pod is good for the people. It's good. This is going to be great for the people. It's going to be great yeah, for the people. Absolutely. So I was sitting there, right. This was like moved out of the place, you know, moved out of the, the apartment in college, when was back with the family sitting on the couch. I was like, dude, I'm fucking, you know, horned out over here. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am struggling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, you're sitting on, you're sitting at home for like, you know, two, three weeks. You're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Right. Um, and I would do these like DM dumps, you know what I mean? So I would like, oh, yeah. you know, I'll be like late at night, got a brewski, you know what I mean? And we, I'd like, we would do some DM dumps. Together. Oh, we did some fucking DM dumps. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was doing this, this particular DM dump. And I was just like, I was like, I don't want to do this, but it's like, but you gotta, you know what I mean? So I was dumping just like low quality DMs <laughs> and it worked, bro. You know what I mean? It worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you, you got, you got some like cashiers DMs. We're not talking like manager DMs or like CEO DMs. Like you got yeah. low level runners, like minimum wage DMs. You're throwing this, this is the McDonald burger flipping DMs. Yeah. <laughs> but it got you some buns. It and, got me, and, hey, hey, it got me some buns. 
All right. And in quarantine, me needed that. And um, the other thing was, it was during COVID too. So we were, we were just absolutely like, I think we were what a month and a half into quarantine. Yeah. And we were kind of quarantining together because we were literally neighbors. And I think there True. were some nights where we got to the point where I was ready to put my fist through any wall yeah. that would allow me to. When, when we lived, uh, we lived in this like suburban housing complex at our school for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, this is kind of like the, the complex was one of those things that looked like it was taken from like 1950s nuclear America. Oh, like yeah. this should be in like the middle of Michigan type stuff. Yeah. Like, and it's at UNH. Like a, uh, like a, like a retirement community in Florida type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it is that, but for, for students, um, and, and horribly, po- poorly made. But, um, Rob comes into my room one day yeah. and he's fucking like, he's like sweating, dude. He's Bree, this like, is my favorite story of all time, by the way. So I just, I have to say that cause I know where you're going with it and yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So like, I'm chilling. I think I don't know if I was playing video games or I was listening to music or some shit, but I was just chilling. And then Rob comes in, it's like him and his like boxers and he's like sweating. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? He's like, dude, I'm like, I got this girl coming over later on, dude. And it's like, I'm fucking primal, dude. (laughs) It's like, I'm fucking primal, bro. He's like, he's worked up, dude. Like pacing around my room, like, doing laps to get water it's almost like some fucking like uh some some lion in heat you know what i mean it was like holy i'm upstairs right waiting and then what she walks in and you see her go by you're like no 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 dude it it was i'm sitting in there i think this was the same day i'm sitting in there right she comes to the door i'm like this poor fucking girl (laughs) like this poor innocent just doe of a girl is is gonna is gonna get it dude (laughs) but i think it was that same day that i'm sitting there and like it's pouring rain or some shit and um i think like you you started fucking with her a little bit in the kitchen you go i was i was like oh i need to run out to the store or something so i was leaving to give you the house you know you got to go prime on the whole house right um (laughs) yeah you gotta navigate around the house and you were like oh dude that like sucks man like ever since you lost your license like you know it's been trouble getting everywhere and there was a bike outside of our of our door or some shit and i was like yeah man like i take that bike everywhere like not having a license is tough and this girl's like you're about to bike out in the rain it is it is monsooning outside it's tough and i was like yeah it's like you know i haven't eaten like in a couple days so we just started playing with it it was so funny oh my god this poor girl oh for context very sweet girl um great girl great girl we have, we all have needs and that one for me had to be fulfilled during the summer speaking of but, needs robbie i need to open this cider oh you have a cider you have a cider and this cider's been sitting in my fridge for a long time it is a uh the vermonter shaxbury cider and you know me you know i'm a big gin guy right you're getting well you're getting into it getting i'm into deep it. into it now bro yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm chief in gin and tonics like it's my job a little g and t but um, this is flavored and infused with juniper in the same like botanicals and shit that gin is. So I haven't had it in, in a how couple do you months. Get that information. Do you, how do you, do you just look up like gin cider like substance that I can drink on a podcast? Like, what- it says it on the back actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can read. Yeah, that's right. 
Funny enough, I can read. But I we're going to practice Babel Yoga. I just remembered a detail from the story you were just talking about. Yeah, talk to me. That Bye. bike, that bike that we tried to say that you rode everywhere to yeah. the poor sweet girl that got absolutely dumpstered on. Yep. Was <laughs> that bike didn't have a chain on it? I didn't know that. No, that bike. I was taken to the store. And I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the tires is almost flat, and this girl was sold. Oh, so funny. So basically, the yeah, we're acting. Just of it is if uh, rear eye tell you anything, just don't believe it. So linking back to our uh, nuclear family residential neighborhood um, yeah, with yeah. the golf carts, the whole nine yards, it, it actually did have the golf carts. That's the funniest bit. Right. But um, last episode, we talked about a uh, hilarious story. Um, one of our best stories, uh, one of our best bits. And we're not, known, we're not known to be like a story podcast. We do try to talk about like current topics and creative topics but i do i have a lot of fun talking about the stories that i feel like are universally funny and this is just yeah. one of those stories so oh, it absolutely is. man so i well I, I i had came home i had come home from no re we were on a walk right you want yeah, to i'm trying to think that? of why we went on the walk in the first place i think we, it was just to no, see the neighborhood yeah, yeah so we had just moved in and we were like hey it was like 10 p.m we're like hey let's go on a walk so this place, uh, it's a big cul-de-sac, but it's probably like a mile and a half. It's like, like three cul-de-sacs all in one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called the cottages. Shouts out. A um, lot of damage done at the cottages, regardless. We're on that walk and we get to like eight houses down and we're like, oh, this neighborhood. I mean, this part of the cottages is beautiful. We see this house and we end up looking in the window. You got, so. <laughs> we, there's just four just absolute rockets making dinner yeah we both were like what what is that what what is that don't ask don't ask how we managed to look in the window it was just one of those things where like you're walking around and you just like took a glance you know what oh, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, don't I fucking act like that you don't do it whoever's yeah, listening yeah. No, okay? i forgot that that might be considered a little weird but it wasn't yeah. weird at the time um and so re was like all right so we gotta we gotta find a way to like you know hypothetically talk to these people and how would we do it so he suggests that one we both ring the doorbell they answer and say hey like i lost my phone around one of these bushes like you mind like helping me look right and then we make an intro and we just escalated that from we escalated it from there did we not oh we went we went crazy with like what is the craziest thing that we could ring somebody's doorbell for yeah. Yeah. The, the craziest icebreaker that doesn't come across as really weird. Like a very unassuming one. Yeah. And the first one, I think it was one of the first ones we landed on was be faking being two Swedish house DJs that are just like in New Hampshire for the time being, right? Like they were stuck in New Hampshire for COVID, can't get back to Sweden. And like, we're going to be like, Klaus and, and, and something Klaus else. and Jorgen? Yeah, Klaus yeah, and Jorgen. We were like, going to put on the fake Swedish accents. It was going to be yeah, like, uh, it'd be something like, like, you know, they open the door like, is that a door opening? Yeah, yeah, I said so. And she's like, uh, yes, hi, hello. And then immediately, like, she looks, she sees two guys that are like wearing all white. Yeah. <laughs> just like wicked big, like Lady Gaga sunglasses from that one album cover in like 2009. Yep. And 
We're just like, yes, hello, hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> I'm like, Klaus. This is Jordan. Yeah, this is Klaus and Jordan. And we they are like house music. Pull up the fucking beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> just on one of like on, we have four beatboxes. <laughs> but I think the bit was she was like, okay, like, okay, we get your Swedish house DJs. Like, what are you doing here? Right. And turns out she really likes EDM music. And she like invites us in, you know, and we're like, wait, this actually worked. And we have to keep the character going. Yeah. So we end up becoming like best friends with her. And she knows us as Klaus and Jordan, Swedish house DJs. And like what, one day, uh, one day we, you know, we're in the grocery store and we end up, we end up seeing her. Yeah. And she, she sees us, right. And we're just talking normally. Like, you're like, all right, man. So like, I got to get some quinoa or some, some dumb shit that you would say. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, like that's super dope. And she sees us at the end of the aisle. She's like, Klaus, Jordan. And we're like, we're like, shit, what shit? They were like, yes, hi, how are you? Like, so- We just constantly have to be in the bit. It's, we can, we, we slowly stop becoming Rhea and Robbie and we just become Klaus and Jordan. Or like, or like uh, what we were saying, if, um, we're like we're we're with we're with the that girl and we're in the Klaus and Jordan character and like my mom calls me. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, oh no, and I answer. I'm like, yes, hi, hello, how's <laughs> And she's like, what are you, Rob, what are you saying? Right. And I'm like, yes, mother, you know, something like that. Dude. But what we do you went they- off with that? Oh, like it gets to the point where like uh we're having a party or something and they end up just like coming through and now we have to turn into Klaus and Jordan and like all of our friends are like, what the fuck are these kids doing? <laughs> we went like, off. We had the, we had Klaus and Jordan. We had, we're at the party and like I'm on Ox, right? And the girl shows up and I'm like, who's playing Travis Scott? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we do not allow this rap in our we house. We have a new mixtape. We must play it. Yeah. Yeah. We went to, um, that's the one scenario, right? Is that um, she starts, she starts to turn friends with us and then we continue the Klaus and Jordan bit. But the other scenario, you remember that, right? You want to touch on it? Was, I don't remember it. Well, I don't know where you're going with this. That, was that they answered the door and like, um, you just see the two Swedish house DJs and like that doesn't work. So we try another disguise. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what we came up with, uh, like they open the, the scene cuts and they open the door again and we're up and coming hibachi chefs. Oh my God. Yes. That was a great bit. Yeah. We were up and coming hibachi chefs that are trying to do like, like we're like door to door hibachi chefs, but we're like, we're really up and coming though. Like there's no yeah, fucking around. We're on the up. We're not established. That's why we're doing home cooking. Cause we can't. Yeah. 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 We will, we're up and coming, but we're not actually up yet. <laughs> and we want to cook hibachi at your house and, and let us in please. And we also said that, uh, that we could have been evil ski instructors. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Dude, I don't know how you remember these. These are fucking great. Yeah, but they open the door and we're just two evil ski, like, like diabolical people. ski instructors yeah, in the middle of June or whatever it was. And we come up to the door with cross country skis on. Like the big twirly, we were talking about the twirly mustaches, like the waxy mustaches. <laughs> evil ski instructors and they're, 
<laughs> like what like what makes you evil right so that doesn't work and then the i remember the last one we came up with was uh like 12th 12th century historians oh my god yeah 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 we're really passionate like specifically 12th century historians and and your house is on a spot that like is very historically prominent we just, we just need to step inside for a little bit can we ask you some questions yeah, yeah, yeah. like trying to educate them about the 12th century oh dude 12th that, century new england man i One think that's such a good film right it's like okay like we got to talk to these girls like how are we going to do it like they're so hot it's like the one the one sane guy in the group's like oh we could just say that we lost our phone right and then the one guy's like no we should say that we're alpaca herders or something yeah. like, <laughs> we lost an alpaca around these parts yeah right and then but the thing is the group decides that the more ridiculous idea is the one that we're gonna do like that's the one that's gonna work it'd be a great bit it'd be a really good short like a like a short fucking clip or edit or video or whatever that'd be great listeners hold us to it we gotta make it we're gonna make it and we're gonna go back to that house (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we're gonna go we're gonna go back to that house had a surfboard in front of it i hope they still live there but you uh you started an agency um i am also a videographer and i think that's something that we could probably pull off i would i would happily say so and i say we're gonna do it we just we come come 2021 new year's resolution yes creatives podcast makes the swedish house dj short film it's it's gonna come to life i'm completely really full circle yeah, and speaking of two creators podcasts, we're getting to the point now where I think we've exhausted um, dating, and you know it was a good story, but I think we gotta we gotta um, feed our creative intellect with absolutely our topic today. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so the topic today for the creative segment, the little second half of our um, second half of our podcast here, mm-hmm. is gonna be on how to have a good work life balance, specifically in the creative field, because. I feel as if kind of managing your work to your personal life as a creative, when it's something that you can't just, you know, stop doing when you get home or a lot of times creatives work from home. So it's, you know, you can't just walk into your other room and suddenly be in you time. It's really important to kind of put, I guess, measures in place that allow you to really hit that balance. Cause it's important. I think now more than ever when everybody's stuck at home. Right. And I think you're, um, from my understanding, you weren't working much at all. And then once you got that, once you started that agency with Steven, you kind of 180 and now you're working a lot more than you had. And I feel like it must be hard at first because you are in the early stages to find that balance. And like, what have you done from going from honestly, probably working minimally to holding really a steady, like full-time amount of hours. Yeah, totally. What's that been like? It's, it's definitely fluctuated, but I think right now we're in what month, I think three or two, two or three of the agency right now. And it's starting to finally hit some sort of momentum. Um, So at first, you know, with any startup, you're putting in like stupid hours, right? I mean, like 10 hour days, we had a couple 12 hour days. Like and we had these crazy build, days where. Cause you, you got to build that initial infrastructure. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And it's something that we're doing that like we need initial payoff. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, we're looking, you know, you, you can't have an agency that, that lives on pro bono work. It's just not going to happen with the amount of time you put into it. Right. 
So um, at first, you know, we're, we're building it, we're doing a lot of pro bono work and, and I'm working all the time and I, I don't, definitely don't have that balance. Um, but recently I've spent a lot more time focusing on doing things outside of creativity and outside of um, the agency, right? So it's like I allocate a certain amount of day or a certain amount of time every day to like work out. Like I have a home gym set up. So it's like, that's something that I do not need to be in a creative mindset to do. Um, you know, spending more time with my like grandparents, I don't have to be in a creative mindset to do that. It's like taking away time in your day from being fully turned on in terms of like creativity to kind of being able to shut that dial yeah, off in terms of a boner as well. Oh, of course, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, normally I'm torqued all day. You have to be in a creative mindset to have a boner. I like to think so. Yeah. You're kind of getting creative in what you're going to do later on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, I just, I figured that was necessary in that yeah. point. But I, I like that, right? Like, so you you don't need to be in a creative mindset to work out, but it's going to benefit your creativity in a sense that it's a release. Oh, absolutely. If you are like creatively, I'm, I'm going to use the word like creatively turned on, like your switch is, is fucking flicked up. It, it is in the name of our podcast. So I would yes. I hope that you do it as much as you can. Yeah. It's like you want, you want to be creative um, and you need to be as a creative individual a lot, but there are also times where you, yeah, you need to take a break. It's like with anything, you know what I mean? If you're working a 40 hour a week, 50 hour a week job, you know, in an office, it's like, you have to be able to come home and, and turn that off. You know what I mean? And, and focus in on you. And if you don't do that, I think that's really where that balance starts to kind of teeter in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. I, um, it's weird. Cause for me, I guess I haven't had that full-time experience to know what I need to do in order to balance it. Right. Like right now I'm still trying to build, um, you know, what I want to do. Like, um, I'm glad that we started this podcast and I'm also glad that I'm on another podcast now and trying to build like a media brand with them. But I guess I haven't gotten to the point where I've had a lack of free time where I, where I feel like I'm swallowed and need to have a release of some sort. Like I still Mm -hmm. feel like I'm freed up enough to maybe take something else on. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I think there's a really important thing to, to recognize, and this is becoming more and more prominent, I think, as time moves on. Um, but especially where we live, right? We're in the Northeast, and this is a whole culture, a Northeast culture that's built around this idea of like, you have to be busy. And if you're not busy all the time, like you're, you're not yeah. worthy or you're, right. you're fucking up or something, right? Right. And I think now, maybe not so much in the Northeast as other parts of the US, but people are starting to realize like, oh, I don't need to be busy all the time to be like valued or, or, or um, I can still be quote unquote successful without, you know, not having a free hour in my day. You know what I mean? And there's kind of like that. And I think that a lot of people with work-life balance, they tend to just push the work side. And then, you know, it's like 90% of your time's doing work and 10% of it's doing other stuff. And then they teeter it out that way rather than kind of building it up initially equally do you know what i mean it's no it's true i do know what you mean because um if you condition yourself to work so much you're not going to know what to do in your free time yeah um personally like i get a little personal on the podcast uh my father works like 70 80 hours a week like minimum like that's just easy for him to do so when we're in a state where he's not at work or when we're doing something that's kind of maybe even supposed to be enjoyable for him it's like it's, it's taboo. It's weird for him to not have anything on his plate, like going for a hike or doing something, um, 
like sitting by a pool in a chair, like in the sun, like he'll have to have his laptop there. He'll have to be like doing something work related because he's so conditioned to working those long, hard hours, long, hard hours, long and hard hours. <laughs> that, nice. But I guess that um, in the time when he's not supposed to be doing that, all he's thinking about is work because it's a majority for him. Yeah, totally. It's, I feel like it's a majority for a lot of people, especially people that are older than us. I think with the younger generations, it's becoming a little bit less taboo to not be doing stuff. It looks bad on us, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. It does from the older generation. But I mean, I hope that moving forward with, you know, the, the younger generations that are up and coming, I, I think that we really need to continue to emphasize the work-life balance so yeah. we don't like revert what what progress we've made in that sense, right? I don't think that it's good to call like millennials and Gen Zs and whatever all lazy and don't want to work. It's like, yeah, cool. Maybe we don't want to put in 60, 80, 90 hours a yeah, week. It's facts, dude, because it really is like that. It really is. Yeah. And it's like, I want to enjoy my time, man. I don't want to be 80 and 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 be like, ah shit, wish I would have traveled or worked my whole life. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, especially if you're working for somebody else too, it's like tough because you get swat like you're working. You're, you're a means to somebody else's end. Do you know what I mean? That's something that's never like sat super well with me, yeah, but a cog in someone else's machine. Exactly. Uh, Which is fine. Cause some people love that, that like some people love that. Um, I don't want to say like that, that like guidance or that it, 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 it's a routine. It, yeah. It's a routine. And, um, I also think I'm losing my train of thought here. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you work, there's a stat that says that people are only productive 40% of the time they're at work. And so if you're pulling 50 hours, but you're really like hammering down and getting shit done, 25 of those. Yeah. Why wouldn't people work Monday to Thursday, eight hours a day, you pull 32 hours, but you bust your ass in that 32 hours. And then you have arguably half your week. You have Fridays, you have Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to do whatever yeah. you want, but you are expected to do what you need to do in those four days. That's no, dude, that's told. It's, you know what you saying that reminded me of this, this, you know, video piece that I saw and it was this guy explaining how, you know, he's a self-employed guy and he takes off Wednesdays. Um, and I sometimes Saturdays, but Sundays. So it's normally Wednesdays and Sundays are his off days. And then, you know, Saturday in there once or twice. Right. Um, and he says that, taking off that Wednesday and like almost loading those days that he is working, like he's loading up his Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Right. Um, he says that that Wednesday gives him like a nice little break. You know, it's like, he'll maybe he'll work a half day. Maybe he won't work at all. And then it's cool. I can chill out. I'm not getting super overwhelmed. I can go into Thursday and Friday, finish off super strong. Right. And then actually enjoy those Saturdays and Sundays. Cause think about it. If you're working Monday through Friday, like over the summer, we were living at the cottages. I was working like 60, every day, 50, 60 every hours day. a week every in the mornings. It was fucking, it was horrible. I hated yeah, it. You were never, you were never there, bro. You're always I working. was never there. And on the two days off that I had that were back to back, it was like, I could, I was so exhausted on a Saturday, right. That I couldn't enjoy my Saturday. We, and would, then, we would have people over and you would be in your room. Cause you just be so cooked from the week. You wouldn't. Yeah, even I was, I was fucked. Back. It was it, a horrible balance. It, it was plagues, terrible. It just plagues. Um, it plagues everything that's going on today because 
you in a sense, or you're a social guy and our friend group would be over and you would shut yourself off because that was a byproduct of the week you had had. Yeah, so, totally. Totally. So it's terrible. Monday, it's terrible. And so if Monday to Friday you grind, but it ruins your Saturday and Sunday, what is your quality of life at that point? There is none. There is none. And I think a lot of people like are or not a lot of people, but I think in the past it was kind of drilled into maybe our parents' generation or maybe even the generation, you know, uh, one above us that right. um, says, Hey, you know, you, you live to work, you know what I mean? Sure. It's like, you, you got to set up your family and, and all this stuff. And, and that's a great, that's an absolutely great value to have. If you are like that selfless to the point where you don't give a shit what you do, it's just in order to set up your family. That is fantastic. I envy you for it and love the fact that you're doing it, but it's tough because it's like, damn, I want to enjoy my time. You know what I mean? And I can't, I just can't do that in, in a lot of different settings. Do you know what I mean? A lot of different work settings, right? Other than me being self-employed. It's like, I like the control over my, over my schedule. It's true. You are controlling your inputs to your outputs. Exactly. And I, I, in the agency, we've adopted that, you know, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. So we work super, super hard on, on Monday, Tuesday, We'll take Wednesdays off normally, unless we have a shoot or something on. And then it'll be Thursday, Friday, work, work, work. And then that Saturday is like this optional day, kind of like, hey, did we get our stuff done this week? Yeah, cool. We don't have to work Saturday, Sunday. But hey, maybe we didn't get everything done we wanted to. Cool. We got to be on on Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's a phenomenal balance. I love it. I have so much time to do stuff that is outside of work and creativity. It's amazing. It makes, I mean, it, it makes sense. And if, if more people were willing, I'm hoping that we get to that point in the next few years that when we're deeper into the workforce and by the time we're 30, I hope it's um, adopted across the board. Uh, I, I really do hope that as well. And I think, you know, what? as a matter of fact, there's probably going to be a bit of a transition come post COVID to like, you know, people working at home and in many, you know, industries, specifically business jobs where, a lot of this work doesn't need to be done in an office. And I think you're going to see a lot less hour commitment uh, from employers to their employees come post COVID. Right. Yeah, um, I think it's, we should just go to a point where we're just measuring productivity. Exactly. And it doesn't matter how much time it takes you to get there. You, you know you what get, I mean? You get shit done. You get shit done. Yeah. Cause I know, I know a lot of people that, you know, in college, let's say, you know, you would work really hard on your homework for two hours, right? And the same person did that project in, in eight, you know what I mean? That's great that you spent the extra time to do that, but it's like, was it needed? You know what I mean? Could you have put that elsewhere? You got the same grade as the other person, things like that. And I think it kind of stemmed from college and it can stem in college and then kind of take its way out to the workforce in terms of like that productivity, measuring that rather than an hourly, yeah. you know, I guess it's, it's being conditioned from a younger age. And it is. It really like is. And it's weird. It's terrible. I think, and I think it's big of us to not think like that, but uh, we acknowledge that. And that's why we, part of the reason why you started your agency and we started this podcast and we preach that all the time. Right. Totally. So if you can adopt that mindset, you can adopt it. But um, as you know, I got to run, I got work, but that was, um, that was basically what we wanted to get at. And I think that, segment just went more like it went more well than I thought it would in a sense where we can communicate our ideas and we should be able to do that um just as effectively as we just did right yeah, there absolutely absolutely and I hope nobody sells it short because we're two young kids but um you two know, whippersnappers hey look at us 
Um, yeah. So anyway, we, we hope you enjoyed our, our return from our little hiatus. We're going to finish off the year strong and, and end off season one. And um, we are excited for, for the rest of the season and, and to start kind of almost gearing up. And uh, start 2021, dude, can we just get into that year now? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, Like I want that right now. Um, I'm there for it, dude. I'm there for it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think the podcast season one is going to end off really strong. I think we got some great ideas moving forward. And I think that come season two, everybody's going to be even more so surprised on, on where we're going to be taking things and, and really interested in it. So um, thank you for tuning in to episode six, two creators podcast. Uh, you, you already know who we are. We got, we got, we have an Instagram at two creators podcast. Um, Ree's got an agency at Bowie creative. We both have our own personal Instagrams that you can find on the two creatives Instagram. Um, with that though, I think that rounds us off nicely. So thank you for tuning in. We're back on a regular schedule. We will see you next week and look for content clips on the Insta page this week, please. All right. Yeah, absolutely. We got a lot of stuff loaded up that we're going to be putting out there on Instagram and it's all different. So it's nothing you've heard on the podcast already. Very important absolutely, to know. Yes. All right. Later Gators. Cool. All right. Much love. Peace out.